Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Game On. I'm your host, Jerry Jacob. This is a new show produced by She Got Game Media, and it's all about success stories. Our guests are game changers, celebrities, as well as successful rising stars in business, music, and the arts. This is not your average talk show. On Game On, each guest is asked to share five winning strategies or ideas that have made and continue to make them successful. Hopefully what they have to offer will inspire you and motivate you to elevate your brand and get your game on. We're excited today because our guest today is former professional basketball player and she was an all-star in the Women's Pro Basketball League and then president of the WNBA. Today she is founder and chief executive officer of Generation W, a true game changer with her desire to champion great people and great ideas. Today getting her game on, is Miss Donna Orender. Donna, welcome to Game On. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That is so great. I, I just wanted to, for the, so the audience gets a picture of exactly, you know, your background and how it led to Generation W. If you could just give us kind of a little bit of a, a time capsule as to, you know, your accomplishments, especially, you know, with uh, professional basketball and uh, your stint as a, President WNBA and how it led to Generation W. Uh, listen, as, as I think we all know, our lives are a journey, and it takes a while for us to really see it when we're always caught up in the moment thinking about the next thing. Um, I say, would say every part of my life has kind of been a surprise. I was a young girl that absolutely loved sports, played six teams when I was in high school. Basketball emerged as the one that I, I just had a passion for, which I still do and uh, ultimately ended up playing professional basketball in the first women's league prior to the WNBA, although when I had the job as the president of the league, I always loved when people said, hey, did you play in the league? And I looked at them and said, I could kiss you for that. My career after playing basketball led me to one in the media. I worked in sports television for several years. Um, got a great, great MBA in business on the ground because I got to work at the at the cable. I worked. I got to work at um, in at the network, which is, certainly still a dominating and influential media, but then I also got to work at the burgeoning level of uh, sports cable business before having my own business. Um, And then, like I said, I think it was like an on-the-ground MBA, which has really prepared me well for all the businesses that I've been able to participate in since that time. Um, And then ultimately, after working for 17 years at the PGA Tour, where I got recruited, which really is interesting because I knew nothing about golf. Of all the sports I covered at ABC, you know, they say ABC Wild World of Sports, and I was a researcher, and I researched everything. I knew about, you know, from boxing. I knew so little about golf, but ultimately that ended up defining my career in a major way. And it was there that I got got an invitation to uh, come talk about the WNBA job. Oh, wow. So what were you what were you actually doing? You said you were doing researching uh, as a researcher there, but specifically as it related to uh, uh, the area of golf. Were you a broadcaster? What what, what exactly? No, did no. You at ABC there? Sports. No. When you started right. ABC Sports, you started as a production assistant. So basically, you do okay. everything. Whatever they ask you, you do. I was really good at getting coffee. I always love to tell kids that today, that you know what? Yes, that was like my, my first job, getting coffee for everybody. But you know what? If I, that was my job, I was going to make sure I was the best at it. And it really and it makes a difference. I mean, that whole attitude of approaching no matter what your task is, that you take it on with a degree of intention and pride so that you can excel. And that will, that will hopefully help define the way you approach the world um, and seek meaning in it 
as you uh, as the life as the years go by. That, that's exciting. And then you you said it it bridged over to, I guess at, at that point you you went back to the NBA. I mean, maybe I, I I lost in terms of the the. Um, I went to the I went to ABC. I, I worked in network right. television. I worked in cable right. television. Uh, I then was drafted, if you will, um, recruited to okay. come work for a new emerging company called PGA Tour Productions. Okay. And that's when my um, my world in golf began. I spent a couple of years there before saying, you know what, I'm going to start my own company. So at that point, I had my own company for a couple of years. I had a lot of different kinds of clients, many of them in sports, but some of them outside. And that's when the the golf industry, the PGA Tour, um, came back to recruit me to say, hey, would I run the company um, or, yeah, help put together the company now known as PGA Tour, Tour Entertainment. And uh, ultimately, that's what I did for 17 years. Wow. Well, I was, you know, it came from there. I, 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 you know, I took on the entertainment company. We built that up to, you know, a $30 million company. We built a uh, 30,000-square-foot um, truly showcase building, which still houses the company. And from there, I ran on to run our global programming, production, digital businesses, not to mention launching our radio business and several others. So it was really a dynamic time to be uh, in the world of golf. Yeah, I, it sounds like a, a tremendous number of, you know, you were wearing so many hats. So what a, what a great, uh, you know, growth curve in terms of learning almost every aspect of the business. Yeah, it was great, and it was wonderful. You know, when you're a mom, you get used to doing lots of things. You need eight, you need eight arms and a brain that can process. And so, uh, <laughs> I had young twins at home, and uh, they actually, uh, they actually helped keep me in training. Wow, wow, and and moving, you know, forward. Uh, when did when were you looking or began the creation of uh, Generation W? Because you're founders. Well, you know, after or, spending how, how after spending. Yeah, sure. After spending six years at the uh, WNBA, which was probably, um, I always call it a labor of love, but certainly it was a mission more than a job. But really feeling that I left it much better than I inherited it. And so as we can see now, we're celebrating the 20, 20th anniversary of the WNBA, and I feel so proud to have been a, a part of that. Um I, it was time for me to go back home. I commuted. I live in Florida, and the WNBA, NBA were up in New York, so I'd commute every single week. Time to come home, and at that point, really, I've, the passion I had around women and girls was not something that I was retiring from. I might be retiring from the league, but I wasn't retiring from that passion. And so coming back to a city in the South, um, felt very strongly that the opportunities for girls and women should be a focus and something that I wanted to try to contribute to. And so Generation W, which is a, is a belief um, that magic happens when people come together, especially women, uh, was was born. And we've had an incredible run of success, and we judge our success by the amount of impact we have in people's lives. And I'm proud to say that Generation W is a national-level event um, that has many different elements and all focused on educating, inspiring, and connecting women, girls, and men. So it's really about connecting community. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's, it's um, obviously you mentioned men in there, but I, but, but I love the idea that uh, you, you're certainly an inspiration okay, uh, to women in terms of your success and, and, and experience. And... Uh, so you have what actually happens? You have a quarterly events. You have uh, forums. What, in what way are people 
exposed to Generation W? Well, Generation W for us has a signature event, which uh, happens at the next one will be March 31st, 2017. Mark your calendars. We bring in anywhere between 40 and 50 different speakers. We generally have a rallying theme. Uh, We haven't announced next year, but I can promise you it will be one that will, again, provide you with new knowledge, stimulate your thinking, inspire you to be great, and connect you with people that you have never been connected with before. Um, So all those things will be happening. And then what we do is we have uh, other events during the course of the year. This year, one of our topics was an incredibly inspiring and informative one about women in the military. And um, we then spun off a follow-up event where we had, you know, the Admiral of the the U.S. region southeast. We had a retired Mm -hmm. admiral who was the first one in the country to lead a naval installation. We had one of the great VA docs and um, also the head of the city here, of the of um, military affairs to talk about issues. So the idea is we like to bring up issues from a national scale, and then we like to drill down locally. And so that was really significantly. And then this week, later this week, we will be presenting because Generation W commissioned research um, to talk about creating scorecards, really documenting progress or really the leadership presence of women in our community, because the research is so right there that if you want to be the best you can be, not only as a human being, but broadening that out into the community level, the state level, whatever, you want to access all of your talent in an equitable way. And the way we think to do that is to put together local scorecards that says, okay, let's look at the areas of influence um, that happen in a city. What, where where's the communication come from? Where are the social policies made? What is actually happening? And then let's document actually the... Um, the scorecards, how many women, how many people of color, women of color, how much diversity do you really have in all of these decisions that are being made? Because it matters. And if you really want to get better, we all know that, right? If we're playing a game, we've got to know the score. So we're going to be very proactive in trying to put together these scorecards that we truly hope will become a movement across the country in a very positive way. Like, let's, you know what, let's get the score up there and just see how we can be better. Well, that's, that's so inspiring, and thank you very much, Donna. Uh, one of the things that we love to talk about, and, and, and really from your world of experience, are what you shared with us, which is your success ideas. So with that in mind, I, I, again, I wanted to just list them outright and please elaborate on them as, as you wish. Uh, you had shared with us uh, the term authenticity, energy, belief, grit, and yes. And with the time remaining, please, Donna, share with us, you know, those words, how they've affected you and how they can inspire our audience. Sure, I'm going to start from the last one, up, Um, because it's, it's yes before no. Like, really, life is all about possibilities. And you have to open yourself up to look at them in a, from an optimistic, positive way and figure out how to make things happen. I don't have a lot of tolerance for people who are always saying, we can't do this, we can't do it. Why not? Tell me how we can do it. It doesn't mean we always can, but that kind of positive optimism, yes, can do attitude really is, I think, a foundation for building success. And then I'm not going to say it's easy because that's why you need grit. And ultimately, you need grit and you need to believe. And if you don't have a fundamental belief system that you can do something, if you don't believe you can do it, do you think anybody else is going to believe in you or the concept? Right? You've got to come from there. And in all of that, you want to bring energy. 
Energy underscores all of that opportunity, right? You you can grit. You got if you have grit and you want to dig in and you want to make things happen and you want to be persistent, you got to bring energy to it. And then I say, lastly, um, be who you are. Be real. I think people people in a day and age where you, I'll tell you what you're never sure, especially with social media. Although I've come to this before social media even was so pervasive, is what is authentic. And I think the um, being true to who you're, yourself, but also being real with other people and who they are, um, is vitally important. In well, day, I, I, I love you know when, when, when we are when we are consumed by this idea of liking things. What does that really mean? Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by it. Well, I'm intrigued by the word you know authenticity, and, and in following up what you had said, I. I so agree because we're bombarded with so many images and impressions, social media, et cetera. So how do you, how do you personally gauge authenticity? How do we, how do we gauge in our lives that whether someone is, is really being true to their word and living their values? Well, I, I think that we speak in many ways, right? We speak with our mouths. We speak with our hearts. We speak with our computers. But ultimately, it's also how we act. And there was this great marketer. He worked at Coca-Cola. I'll never forget how many years ago I sat in the room with him. He was pretty well known. And I always love quoting what he said, which is, it's not so much what we say we do, right? But we, it's not so much, that we, it's not so much um, what we say, right? But so much of the information is in what we don't say. Mm. And I think that um, having a heightened awareness of... That of where people, how people come to you, how information comes to you, and being able to assess um, what feels authentic, even though a lot of people work at representing themselves as authentic. Right. I don't know. Right. I, I fundamentally believe, I, I really do believe there's this vibratory connectivity. We're not always right, but I think the most important thing is to try to be aware and assess. Now, do you, do, you, do you feel there's something to be said about a certain instinct or gut feeling? I mean, I, I sometimes Without deal with, you know, I've been blessed that I'd like to believe more times than not. Yeah, I, maybe and some people would call it naive, but a good feeling about someone is to me uh, based on, you know, what they're saying, how they're saying it. How, 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 does it, how do you react to it? I, I think there's nothing better than having a, a good gut instinct. I really do. I think instinctually, I mean, so many great things have happened in terms of inventions, right, in terms of relationships that yielded new businesses and things that happened that was really based on on a gut. I mean, data analytics are important, and they'll take you to a certain right. place, um, and there's a place for that. But I do, I do believe that that whole concept of gut and instinct is incredibly important. I, 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 I agree. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know how to gauge it. I don't know how to measure it. You know, it's not something, but it's uh, it's kind of an instinct. And the, the other thing I wanted to follow up, which I love, is is especially uh, your uh, what, what you said about yes, that idea yes. of optimism. You know, that you know again, half half full versus half empty, etc. And and how has that affected you uh, in terms of? you know, uh, your, your success as it relates to whether it be as a basketball player, Generation W, et cetera? It actually engages me in the world as positively as possible. I find that I have this unceasing interest 
in learning, in being exposed to as many things as I could possibly find. And, you know, that runs counter again to some business teachings or productivity teachings, which is, you know, you got to focus and you got to dial in and all that kind of stuff. But right. for me, the dialing in and the yes is all about possibilities. And I do, be, and I love to connect the dots. And so, therefore, I love to be able to, you know, I want to learn about more about physics, right? I'm not, a, I'm not a physics person. I'm not really a great math person. But there's mm-hmm. things that you can learn from that to the arts right, to sports, to the sciences. I love to read. I love to write. So be able to connect all of that in a way that makes sense. And truthfully, I think in a a way, when we look at what's happening in in education today, certainly at colleges and universities, it is this multifaceted approach to driving solutions in a creative way that is, um, is positive for, you know, I think the evolving growth of humanity. Well, I, again, I, I, you know, with that said, uh, Donna, I, you know, I feel it through the phone line, so to speak. Uh, you're exuding the optimism, and, and, and I so appreciate it. And just as a refresh, uh, what you talked to us today about, which is so true, is, you know, authenticity, the energy, that belief system, the grit, and especially the yes and the optimism. So I, I really want to, you know, thank you very much for your time today, uh, Donna, and uh, for being a guest on Game On. Uh, in a short strokes, uh, how, how do we reach you? How do we reach Generation W and learn more about it? Uh, that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, our, uh, I would love if people, if people are more comfortable um, going by email, they can send us info, I-N-F-O, of course, at, let me make sure I have this right. I believe it's Generation W. Okay. Info at Generation W. Ah, here it is. I got it right here. Info, info at GenWNow.com. Our okay. website is GenWNow.com. Um, our Facebook, which is Generation W, you can reach us through there. And, of course, you can reach us at our office, which is, um, I can give the phone number, which is 904-372-4859. We welcome all. We love to meet people. We love to engage we are open to all ideas, and we always say yes before we say no. So there's an invitation. Great. Well, thank you again, Donna. So again, no, thank you so, so much. Thank- I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate your time. So again, okay. thank you for listening to Game On. Please tune every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on Block Talk Radio. Game On with Jerry Jacob, or listen to all interviews on Facebook.com slash Game On with Jerry Jacob. And you can also find us on Facebook iTunes as well. So again, Donna, thank you again for your time and looking forward to seeing you again. Such a pleasure and a call out to the owners of this. Um, these are fantastic women who are creating a great business and I just want to let everyone know how much I admire Tandy and all the work she's done as well. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.